When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino uh, back for another week of the RJP Rewind. And I'm very excited to be uh, back again uh, talking with the man who uh, held it down while I was moving from one house uh, to uh, an an apartment right now. Uh, Of course, I am here with Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I could not be better. I'm so happy that you're back. Welcome back, Rob. Yeah, it's so nice to be back podcasting with you, Chappelle. And I am uh, very excited to talk about a different house. Uh, Run's House from MTV premiered back in 2005 and uh, ran for six seasons, Chappelle. Yes, your home uh, like change that you just did, this big move across the country is what, uh, you know, inspired me to say, you know, let's watch something house themed. But I didn't want to stick to like one of those like fixer dramas, or house hunter shows, you know, yeah. or especially not a medical drama. We can get into those later on. But I did think of Run's House. Yeah, this is a show that I, I know vividly. I watched in the real time and I really enjoyed it. And I'm excited to talk about it with you because I think... The reality TV rewind in recent weeks, and this is completely my fault, it's gotten kind of messy. You know, a lot of the shows uh, we've been talking about are so dramatic and so problematic. And this is kind of like a feel good reality TV show because believe it or not, they did exist, Rob. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So not a competition show. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is uh, basically like a lifestyle reality, would you say? Yeah, sure. I think uh, there were plenty of shows kind of in the same vein back in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, The Osbournes come to mind. The Osbournes got it started, right. Yeah, I think they were the first, but then you had like, um, you know, the Kardashians is what, you know, what we know Mm -hmm. today. The Kardashians probably comes from this same model of just like, let me show you living like us living our everyday life. The issue is that um, the family of Reverend Run DMC, (laughs) just Reverend Run himself, they don't... um, he doesn't have a lot of drama. It's a very like, you know, uh, Huxtable-esque show yeah. when it comes to a lot of the people in the house. And so it was a good watch back then. And I'm excited to talk about it today. Okay. Yeah, excited to talk about this. This is not a show that I knew well at all. We watched the premiere and we watched the finale, bookends of Run's House. Yeah, I thought that'd be appropriate. You know, like I said, there's a ton of things that happen in the middle, but it's not a lot of drama. There's not a lot of fighting. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has a house full of kids. So there's, you know, a lot of that kind of yelling and arguing. But it doesn't really get into like a dark place when it comes to drama. There's a few Mm -hmm. like 
tense storylines. But for the most part, it's a feel good show. It didn't ha- it ends happily ever after. And so I wanted to talk about the beginning and the end for uh, the Simmons family. OK. Also, if you want to watch this, it is available on uh, Paramount Plus. You can watch uh, the premiere and the finale of Run's House that we're going to talk about here today. Chappelle, while I was moving that you were talking about Solitary with Taryn Armstrong and Mari, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Yes, uh, I enjoyed that uh, because Solitary is terrifying. And it was good to have someone on the podcast with me who actually like enjoyed that kind of stuff. Taryn's kind of yeah. dark. I don't know no, if you yeah, heard Taryn that, but... was way too into yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you know, like... I, I can see where his robot origin story comes from because mm-hmm. this this was kind of scary. And luckily, Mari was there as my witness in case I was in mm-hmm. any danger. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the next week we followed it up with I Love Money. Yeah. Okay. So you can check those out at com if you miss either of those. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Run's House. And let me give you my uh, quick take on Run's House. Love Run. Run is great. Don't care for Run's kids. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't care i don't care about the kids this is like the same problem i have with like all these like serialized dramas where it's like okay the uh, main character is interesting i, I don't want to spend time with their kids like don't give me aj and meadow and all these other like uh kid <laughs> storylines like uh like i'm interested in it runs house i, I want to see what's going on and especially like it's one thing to see situations with run dealing with his kids but I don't care about the kids, what they're doing that not even involving run. Yeah. I mean, that's a pattern in this show. It's very much like his domain and the show is almost through like his eyes, but his kids play a big part in it because you, we see them go from, I think when the show starts, uh, Jojo, his oldest son is 16. And so by yeah. the time it ends, I think he's like 19 or going on 20. So it's a good three or four year span where we see them develop from like, uh, well, not with the two, the two smallest kids, not included, but mm-hmm. the, the the older kids, you know, they graduate from high school. They start their own businesses. A lot of nepotism yeah. <laughs> in uh, Run's house. A lot of that going on. But I think they become their own little like subplots that you can follow if you watched along. But in these two episodes, no, I can de- definitely understand why you didn't really care about. And the I kids say here. this as a parent and I tell a lot of stories about what my kids are doing. But trust me. You don't want me to walk away and have Dominic and Anthony take over and listen to them talk for 10 minutes. Uh, you'll, you'll take your earbuds out of your phone and step on them. I would pay good money to uh, hear that very podcast. You will so I don't stomp know what you're talking your about. earbuds. I promise you. <laughs> Try it for 10 minutes. You'll be hearing we'll about Cuphead and all sorts of other nonsense. Uh, but there, yeah, that was my takeaway. Am I, do I call him Run? Is Rev Run? Yeah, I like Rev. I like Run. Either yeah. way, yeah. This is this is our guy. He's our main character. He's the uh the patriarch of this Simmons family. Yeah. Um, you know, so and, and we have to kind of like follow by Run's rules. This is the way the show works, right? He's he's um a former rapper for those people who are, are not uh yeah, familiar with the backstory. Slash, yeah, like so Reverend Run is like rapper slash DJ turned uh daddy pastor. Yeah. And yeah, and so he's a reverend. And he is now raising his kids and his uh like and leading this show, I guess, um, years after he is, I won't say retired, but, you know, after his rap career is kind of cooled off. 
because we'll see in the first episode, he's still like dropping music randomly. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, he's found uh, greener pastors in, you know, in his spirituality and in mm-hmm. religion. Did you say greener pastors? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> so, Rev Run, that, uh, I, I mean, I watched two episodes of this, but it seems like that I, I never see him reverending. Right. I, listen, I remember watching pretty much the entire series, and I don't think I ever saw what church he preached at. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always a problem for me. Like, like the Reverend Al Sharpen, you know, Sharpton, where do you preach at? Like, I really mm-hmm. would like to know that. MSNBC. Like, I know. Yeah, like, I would like to know where your church is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, like, his church had gotten, like, some, like, like some bad publicity years ago, like when mm. they were like asking for money and spiritual pledges for enlightenment. So, you know, maybe they wanted to keep that out of, out of the mix. All right. But uh, yeah, but he does give a lot of good advice to yes. his kids and family. Uh, and I think a lot of his uh, advice is rooted in his ministry and spirituality as well. Yeah. Run gives us a lot, especially at the end of the episode, that he gives us a lot of like tips from the Blackberry. And there's a lot of run in the bathtub also. Rev yeah. in the bathtub. I don't love this, so I have to admit, <laughs> Rob. Yes. Um, I've I've had an encounter with uh, the good Reverend Run uh, yeah. before. Yeah, back in the uh, in the dark ages of Twitter, Reverend Run Wisdom was a a very popular uh, Twitter account. Rev Run Wisdom, and it was very like generic kind of you know like uh things to live by but they were very corny and always in like the most inappropriate time when i would see them and so you know me i like to tweet a little bit i might have responded to a few of those things and told him to get out of his bathtub and and go raise his kids and so i've been blocked by reverend run since roughly 2010 (laughs) um can you block on the blackberry uh i guess you if you go to blackberry you know online yeah the blackberry yeah, well i was first i was the first black blocked in the blackberry because um, he, he got me back in 20 like 2009 or 2010 it was early in the game like back when you could tell something to a celebrity and they actually yeah. care mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay so, reverend run and i are uh, i guess we're ops i don't know i've forgiven him you know for blocking me but maybe he'll forgive me for telling him to you know get out the bathtub and go raise his yeah. kids um, Revron also has a famous brother, not really seen in, in the first episode, but we see him in the second episode we watched in the finale. Uh, Revron is the brother of, uh, uh, famous music producer, Russell Simmons. Yes. Russell Simmons and him are brothers. I believe, uh, the Reverend is the older brother, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Um, but yeah, Russell Wendell Simmons is, um, I guess what is it? I, I won't say producer, more like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. slash writer. Like, I mean, he's a jack of all trades, uh, a legend in you know the rap community for sure. Um, he he shows up in this show a few times. Now, I won't say every episode, but he is like kind of like the wacky next door neighbor of the show. <laughs> um, like because he he shows up with kind of like pearls of wisdom as well, but. A lot of that, it's kind of abrasive, right? So on the one hand, you have the reverend who is very much, you know, very, very like, um, like kind in his delivery, very like spiritual and encouraging. And then you got Russell who will give it to you straight every time, whether you like it or not. And so there's a good like juxtaposition between those two people. Um, and so yeah, we see him, uh, quite a bit. Um, 
maybe not the best thing to rewatch. And if you plan on holding him in high regard, like it mm-hmm. makes him look like, like a great guy back then. But if you got into some of his recent, you know, personal life, he's got some, some very negative allegations against him with sexual misconduct and stuff like that. Yeah. So we don't love Russell Simmons right now, but we do love Rev Run. I think he's yeah. been able to, you know, stay clean in all of this. Yeah, hopefully Run had some uh, good advice uh, during uh, these times of uh, trouble for Russell Simmons. All right. um, Yeah, he told him to run. (laughs) 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 All right, well, let's talk about uh, the the first episode of Run's House because we really just like jump right into it where that Run has uh, two daughters and three sons, correct? Yes. So Run... uh, you know, the Rev has his kids who are Jojo, which is basically um, the junior, you know, Run Jr. Um, then you have Diggy, who is Daniel Dwayne Simmons. And you have little Russell, who is, you know, Russell yeah. Simmons, Russie. the second. Those are, yeah, Rusty. Those are the sons. And then, of course, you have Angela and Vanessa, the daughters. And then in the second episode that we watch, you'll see that Miley makes an appearance that is the youngest of the of the kids um, that she pops up around season four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you yeah. said she pops up, uh, that uh, the Rev and uh, his uh, and his wife have a baby. Well, that's a, one of the like darker storylines of the Run's house, like oh, Run, because well, like I said, there's not a lot of like drama within the house, but they do try to have a kid and they are unsuccessful. It is very sad storyline. Uh, we end, I believe, season two with them like, hey, we're gonna have a baby, and start season three with like, no, we're not, you know, and then they start looking for adoption, and so I believe Miley is adopted, and so this is the newest addition to their family, but uh, not you know genetically. Got got it. Okay, so uh, we also spend a lot of time with uh, the Rev and uh, Miss and Mrs. Rev uh, Justine. A lot of time in their pajamas, uh, like uh, just uh, talking in bed. Yeah, this is this was what frustrated me about watching the show way back when. I was like, just does Justine ever get out of the bed? Like she's literally always in her pajamas. Which I mean, I guess if you're that rich, then go for it. Yeah, but it just seems like a large portion of her like episodes she's kind of like i just don't feel like leaving the room and so there's a lot of that again a lot of it as well deals with her you know you know with her pregnancy thing that she was doing and some like some depression that might have kicked in so there's a lot of episodes where i I can understand why she wasn't leaving the bed but when everything's on the up and up she's also still kind of wandering around in her pajamas a lot so you get a lot of that from run and his wife yeah but uh, the Rev is doing very well, uh, seemingly. That, and I think that you could tell when a person has like a uh, a matching pajama set. That I feel like that's a good sign of people who are not doing as well tend to not have a matching pajama suit. Oh yeah, because yeah, I sleep in socks, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so, like, I would never, like, I can't afford, like, a full pajama set, tops or bottoms, so I just kind of just put on whatever. I'm the opposite of whatever wealth he has. I got the opposite of that. Like, I feel like that the pajama set is still very formal. Yeah, like, um... It's kind of like a robe with a hood. Like if you had a robe, mm-hmm. it's like fancy. But like if you had a robe with a hood, like, ooh, like where are you going? You know, uh, yeah. so I think, yeah, this is like it's a, a satin two piece type of thing. It's very, very, it's very comfortable looking, but also you can tell I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we just jump right into it that we're planning a, a graduation party for uh, it was, was it uh, Angela, Angela that was graduating? Yeah, she's graduating uh, high school. And she's planning a bash. And I, I was a little confused. Like, uh, 
is does the rev uh like is he concerned about the party does he does he not want it to be too expensive like i wasn't sure where what his angle was yeah so angela is the second oldest child right so the oldest is vanessa um and she's in this episode a little bit but angela is uh just about to graduate or she i think she yeah her graduation comes up in this episode so she's about to graduate and so she decides that hey between my grades and the fact that i'm graduating i deserve a party and it should be a big party. And that's one of the distinctions this episode makes is that Reverend Run is saying like, hey, she's not getting a party because she's graduating. She's supposed to graduate. She's getting a party because Angela has amazing grades. Her grades are like, you know, like she's making like 95 and ups. She's got 100 in Shakespeare, like mm-hmm. a straight 100. She did not get a question wrong in an entire English class. As someone with an English degree, I can tell you that's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so for her to do that in high school, it's commendable. And so that's why they're throwing the big bash. Okay. Did the other daughter have a get a big bash? You know, that was my main question because they were acting like Angela had to have this huge thing because of her grades. But at no point was it like the precedent was set for, you know, by Vanessa. Vanessa mm-hmm. graduated first. Vanessa had a big party. So now Angela has to have a big party. It sounds like this is the first of its kind. So I was very shocked. I know uh, Reverend Run was saying that he has a point system uh, where... I guess if they make certain, you know, A pluses or whatever, then that's how much money he goes to spend for uh, spend on his kids. Like, wow. Rob, do you have a point system for Dominic and Anthony? No, no, I didn't know that, <laughs> that was a thing. He yeah. said a point system. I was like, do you like, are you rating them against each other? Is there some type of curve? I really want to know because like, I know your kids are, are a lot smaller than his, but you can start now. Make it a competition. Yeah. Look, Rev's a great dad. Yeah, he's uh, like uh, basically like, uh, you know, you see the the kids are like uh, making fun of him a little bit. But uh, overall, it seems like everything's going uh, really good at Ron's house. Yeah, he has a way of keeping everything uh, on on track. It helps that he has a lot of money and yeah. kids who sometimes act like they don't have a lot of money. I think that's the key to maintaining your wealth is having it, but then also pretending that everything is unaffordable because his kids seem nervous to ask him for certain things as far as money goes, even though he can do it. You know, it's just like hard to step out there. Whereas some of these reality TV families, we very much see like the entitled kids who just know they're going to get a Mercedes Benz at the end of the episode. Yeah. Yet Angela and Vanessa, they are planning the party and Angela is like going crazy. She wants 250 kids there. Uh, she wants like uh, a uh, you know uh, funk master flex to be there. They want to yeah. have like uh, they want to put like plexiglass over the pool so they have a, a dance floor. They want to give out mm-hmm. iP- iPods to people. Uh, yeah, well, v- Vanessa talks her down and says maybe iPod shuffles, and then yeah. Angela comes back with no diamond iP- iPod shuffles. Mm-hmm. I had an iPod. I remember. I think I had an iPod Nano. Yeah, I think so. And then I remember when the shuffle came out thinking like, oh, that is so ghetto. Why would anybody do that? So I, I see that Vanessa is trying to talk, talk her down a little bit like, hey, maybe not iPods, but, you know, like a diet iPod. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Vanessa is probably the more sensible one in this moment. But I think from Angela's point of view, she broke the system. Like if there's a point system, she got straight A's and she got really high grades. So it's kind of like, look. If you're going to pay us for doing well, I did the best that you could possibly do. So I'm going to shoot for the stars. You never know where you're going to land. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're working on a big party. Uh, there's a um, uh, a party planner who's uh, mm-hmm. going to come. But we, we see uh, Angela also talks to mom and she 
uh, is worried that uh, Rev thinks she's a spoiled brat. Yeah. So she goes to Rev eventually and she's like, hey, dad, 250 people glass over the pool. I want to enclose the driveway, put AC in it. I want to invite all the friends from different boroughs, have them bust in. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. I want Funkmaster Flex on the ones and twos, making your wheels of steel stand still. I want to bring in the radio. I want to do all these things. And then she's just like, he's like, that's going to be expensive. So they bring in the party planner and the party planner says, yeah, not just a little expensive. It's going to cost us $10,000 just to put that plexiglass over the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So he, Rev is like, no, that's an absurd amount of money. So then she says, well, we were just going to have some plexiglass, you know, maybe some fireworks. Well, how much do the fireworks cost? Fifteen to one hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So so you can't blame Rev for kind of looking at her like she's crazy in this moment because that's an insane amount of money. Yeah. And fireworks are overrated. Yeah. I think the problem here is that like when you and I hear fireworks, we think like you buy the sparklers and you go to the little like, you know, little truck stand or whatever and you get them and then you like like some black cats and then you run away, you know, or get a Roman candle and you run away. Like <laughs> They mean a firework display <laughs> like the one that happened at P. Diddy's house. Yeah. Like someone literally says Diddy's house. Like if you got to compare anything to anything that Puff Daddy has done. You just don't need to do it, you know? And so this is way out of whatever budget he could have imagined. Yeah. And so she's starting to feel a little bit self-conscious about her ass. How is Diddy connected to this world? Um, You know, uh, all those New York rappers are kind of just like tangentially connected. Yeah, East Coast thing. Uh, Diddy is is Diddy, so he knows everybody. And he pops up in a few episodes as well. You know, he Mm -hmm. becomes almost like a confidant to run in certain situations when it comes to his kids. Um. We'll see that Jojo, uh, the oldest son, wants to go into, you know, the entertainment industry. Um, And so they talk to Diddy about that. They talk to Russell Simmons about that. Even when Angela and Vanessa want to go into the industry, Diddy's name comes up a few times. But here his name is coming up purely for flexing purposes. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we make this as extravagant as possible? Let's do it like Diddy did it. All right. So... Rev has an idea for the party and uh he's he's taken over now. Uh he takes Angela shopping for clothes also. <laughs> well, Justine, uh his wife, I, I believe Justine is not Angela and uh Vanessa's like birth mom. But oh. um so she, yeah, I think she's uh, like I think he's widowed. Oh. Um, if I remember correctly, yeah. And so uh Justine is like a uh, new mom, but she's very much like the cool mom. Um you know, he met uh he met her when they were teenagers, I think, and then they end up getting together later on mm-hmm. after the first couple kids. Um, but yeah, she's very much like trying to be the cool mom. She wants all the kids to like her. And so in this moment, she knows that in a typical, you know, sitcom, it's the bathing suit is the problem, right? Like the daughter comes down the stairs and dad's like, I know you're not going out like that. You know, put something on, you know. And so she's like, Let's just get in front of that. You go with her to go bathing suit, suit shopping. And so that's why Run ends up on that trip with her. Yeah, so first off, uh, credit to the Rev because he uh, he's willing to go two-piece. He's not just uh, yeah. flat out, okay, one-piece only. So he's, he's w- open to the idea of the two-piece. He's open to the bikini top, but he wants trunks. Yeah, and this is a very 2000s, late 90s look. You know, yeah. like... 
Yeah, this this is not out of the ordinary. Uh, give me like Sierra, Aaliyah vibes, you know, with the like, oh, it's a very tomboyish look. You're at a ba- you're wearing a bathing suit with shorts and like a baseball cap, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's a sporty. lot of Von, Von Dutch. Yeah, yeah, it's very sporty. Um, we it's fine. I would not like to see it today, but it's fine for back mm-hmm. then. I think he's uh probably surprisingly progressive when it comes to the way he's raising his kids. Like he's throwing this big bash. He doesn't ask a lot of questions about like who all gonna be there. He's like, uh, just we have to keep it in a reasonable amount of people. And then when it comes to the bathing suit, he's not like you need to be covered up. You need to get a shawl or like a scuba mm-hmm. gear or something. You know, like he's really giving her a lot of room because she's she's an adult at this point. She's eighteen years old and she's graduated from high school. Like, what else is he supposed to do here? He's got to support her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she is not wearing that at the eventual party, correct? I don't know. Did she did she switch out? Did she uh make a move? I, think I didn't she made even notice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she didn't love it. That's the thing. They they went through a few options and he was very open to a lot of them, but at the end of the shopping trip, her face kind of showed that like this isn't what yeah. she loved. But to be fair, her party is nowhere what she envisioned it to be. So you gotta give a little bit to take a little bit, right? Chappelle, we always talk about on these shows, like, uh, what's shenanigans and what's not on these shows? Like, so what, what do you think that this was? Is just, this just like a segment where, like, everybody's in on it. Like, the Rev is taking Angela to the store. Like, uh, like they know he's going to pick out something bad. And it's, it's like, it's not like they follow them 24 seven, like, waiting for something interesting to happen. Yeah. I think that's the problem with this show. I think it could have used some more shenanigans. Yeah. Because, like, you 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 send the camera crew for this moment when you have the dad who's like not on my watch young lady but when rev is like that's fine you know just wear some shorts you know like it wasn't like he was like how dare you think you're gonna show off your body like some type of whore like he wasn't even Mm -hmm. like that so it's like they had the camera like okay here's the moment this is gonna be big he's gonna blow up and he's just like no it's fine and so yeah yeah, i think they could have used a little manufacturing when it comes to the drama but it was very refreshing back then to see kind of those like a normal family that happened to be filthy rich doing kind of normal things that are also filthy rich. Yeah, I feel like that the segments that have uh, Rev run in them, like they're sort of like well produced, like a, he has like a clear point of view and we know what's going on. But I, I think that that's part of the problem in these scenes with the kids, like they're all just talking at the same time. And I know it's the same sort of thing where it's like that everybody knows what they're supposed to happen in the scene. But I just don't think that the kids are like uh know what they're supposed to be doing enough to be able to like uh act out the scene yeah they're not in on the shenanigans at Mm -hmm. all like they don't get that it's like i won't say all of them but the younger kids for sure have no clue that this is a television product and they don't care um so like you'll see them like fighting that's pretty much their personality trait you know like uh they're like what did he call him he called him an ignorant kid or something like that it was so silly um he like hits him in the face with a basketball there's a lot of uh like Diggy and Rusty going back and forth. But you'll also notice that there's a lot of Reverend Run kicking them out of rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm trying to have this well-produced moment, and here's Rusty like playing with the cymbal on the yeah. on the drum set, or just randomly making statement, or just walking in the room when you have nothing to relate. do with the scene. Yeah. 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 I totally this know how that goes. Is, yeah. It's so for for that reason, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see. Cause you know, in a normal television show. You never see the kids, right? Like you send them off to go do kid stuff and they're just the most well-behaved kids until you have to take them out. And then even then, you know, like they're still probably well-behaved because they're being threatened. Um, But here he's like, okay, we're filming something and boom, they walk in. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Um, 
I th- wasn't it the first scene where he's filming that radio ad? Now that gave me Rob vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the kids are like in the background screaming to the top of their lungs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you could feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now, Chappelle. You have no idea. You have no idea. It's a miracle we got uh, 25 minutes into this without somebody coming in to interrupt me yet. Um, we're going to get a breakfast at Ron's house. Uh, feels like a nice kitchen. Huge kitchen. Yeah. At Rev's house. Beautiful house. Yeah. Beautiful house. They have a basketball court in their house. They have an amazing pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just what rich people do. When I was younger, I was watching this show thinking like, oh my God, to to imagine living in a world like this because it's so far-fetched. I think that's my, that might be why I like this so much. Such a stable, rich family. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish my family was either of those things, but preferably rich. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take rich before stability any day and I didn't have either of those things. So this was fun to uh to watch back then. Uh, but I think this is the breakfast before they go to her graduation, yes, right? Yes. And then uh, we're talking about Angela's grades, how she got a uh, hundred in English, and uh, the Rev is very impressed. Yeah, I don't think he paid a lot of attention to her grades just in general. I think his kids are kind of like transactional with their grades. Mm-hmm. Like when you do really well, you're like, "Here's my grades. I'll be accepting cash this time." Um, but when you don't do well, you just kind of lay low and hope that it blows over. Uh, that was at least that was my experience in school. I, I never brought like a report card home um, just willingly mm-hmm. unless it was just like amazing. And I was just doing something outstanding. But I just wanted to make sure that there was no precedent of there's going to be one coming like every so often because I didn't want my mom looking for it. But that surprises me because I feel like that you are uh, somebody who has, you know, uh, d- done so much schooling. I have to imagine that you had good grades. No. No, <laughs> my grades were good, but I'm more like I'm more like the class clown before the scholar. Right. So mm-hmm. like, yes, he knows the answer. Is he going to say the answer? No, it's probably been funnier if he doesn't, you know, yeah. like and that's kind of like what my schooling was. So don't get me wrong. The grades were good. More like the conduct that was getting mm-hmm. caught up. Rob. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, get that. That, I, I what is it E for excellent or whatever? I haven't seen that since probably like fifth grade. Like after that, I was like a needs improvement, poor, you know, kind of kind of kid. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I just tried to make my mom. She's a single mom. She didn't know. So I just tried to make her like uh, believe that you know report cards were kind of like old hat. You know, no one's asking for those anymore. <laughs> uh, we, we sort of yada out of the graduation. Uh, just sort of like uh, yeah. yeah, you've seen one, you've seen them all, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do, do you even remember your high school graduation, Rob? I do remember that there was a ceremony. I couldn't remember too much more about <laughs> it. Yeah. You're like, I remember that it existed. I remember that it happened. <laughs> that it happened. I, I don't remember anything that was said or any of the speeches or anything like that. Like, were you excited? Did you have a lot of family there, Rob? You know, I, like, it's uh, like a, um, the, the one thing that I remember, and it, like, it's kind of a bummer, is that my family, like, they came. And then they left without saying goodbye to me. And they just left me there. And I like wandered around the whole field. And I was like, where is like, <laughs> where is my family? And then I, I walked home. And then they were like, yeah, oh, we, uh, Nana had to go to the bathroom. So we just left. I was like, but nobody tell you didn't tell me. There's I mean, three <laughs> cell phones. Somebody couldn't text me. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, one I thing I remember. It's like, this, it, it's a, 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 a bad taste in my mouth about my graduation. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Rob, but it's a little selfish of you to be like, oh, yeah, Grandma, you got to hold it. They haven't well, told me somebody, I mean, somebody could have stayed and walked home with me and said, hey. That's just, true. Yeah. It's just like, like every other kid like took a picture with their family of uh, like, hey, we're, we're, you know, like uh, we're proud of you. But I, I just like it was oh. like I got like ditched. No, that's hella relatable. My graduation was very similar. I'd watch, I have a ton of cousins, Rob. It's just the thing that my family does. And um, I'd watch them graduate first. I think I was last in, in like an order of which our graduation dates were. And everybody went to one cousin's graduation and everybody went to the next cousin's graduation. But I was in Houston away from like pretty much my entire family. So it was just like my mom and, and me and my brother. And so I did feel a little twinge of jealous, you know, jealousy. Because mm-hmm. I like, why didn't y'all come to my graduation? But also... It's not like I like it's graduation. It's high school it's graduation. Fine. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Um, yeah. Angela has the big party. Uh what do you think? This is this was kind of a a, a, a rager. <laughs> yeah, so we go from what sounds like a like huge extravagant party to what looks like what you'd probably imagine a typical high school party, you yeah. know, a pool party would look like, right? Like all of her siblings were there, which is a great because it was a source of like some drama. Yeah. Um, you know, basically Angela at one point starts feeling herself because she knows that like she's winning dad over. She's like her grades are impeccable. She's graduated. Um, she knows she's about to have a nice party. So now she's starting to rub it in her siblings face a little bit like, oh, Vanessa, I'm sorry. You said you're coming to my party. I don't remember inviting you. Mm -hmm. And she did the same thing to Jojo who basically walked in and said, Oh no, I'll be there. I'm 16. I'm grown. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was happy to see that when the party actually started that, you know, she actually let her siblings in. Um, And she probably had about 200 people there. It was a lot. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people in the pool at once. Yeah. You know, that's also very refreshing because you don't know how many black pool parties I've been to where nobody is in the pool. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's something it's something about generational poverty that were like, hey, why can't you swim? Well, there were no pools in my neighborhood. Okay, cool. Well, do you want to sit in the pool? No, I don't want to drown. You know, Mm -hmm. And so for me to see all these beautiful people and the black ones included in the water, I was like, look at y'all, because I'm one to jump in the pool. I am not one to swim well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I was impressed by uh, them and their enthusiasm because I don't think I would have gotten in the pool in a high school party. Yeah. And it yeah. looked like they didn't spend that much money after all. It was like, you know, when you already have like the huge pool and the amazing backyard, like you didn't have to do that much run. Yeah. You grab one of your iPod shuffles. Yeah. Uh, and the aux cord, plug it into the uh, mm-hmm. into the jam box. Yeah. And and. And blast some tunes, you know, and that's about it. Yeah. I think he said ultimately he spent fifty six hundred dollars on the party, uh, which probably covers like food, mm-hmm. this huge inflatable thing that they bought because it was like a luau theme, uh, and then like that's it, like yeah. you know the strobe lights. I don't know what people buy for parties. I, I you know whatever, <laughs> but yeah, fifty six hundred dollars uh, as opposed to what the ten thousand yeah. it was going to cost. That wasn't even going to cover, gonna cover half the pool. Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh, yeah. And there was another thing we kind of overlooked. Angela has a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And yeah, this is another moment of the Rev being like super progressive, you know, in like the parenting space because her boyfriend, I think, is 20 years old. Angela is 18 um, and just a recent high school graduate as of like yesterday. Uh, But the Rev is not being super hard to this guy. I mean, on this guy, he's not like um, one of those like like ridiculous movies mm-hmm. where like the guy comes to pick up your, your daughter for a prom and you show up with the gun, you know, like <laughs> he was very cool about yeah. it. You know, um, I think that's kind of the through line. Like, Hey, you can be 
successful and rich and, you know, even very religious and also be very kind to people, you know, regardless of who they are and where they're from. Yeah. Um, I, I like seeing that. He told that guy that uh, this girl, this uh, young woman is uh, precious and special to me. And uh, I'm telling you the, the certain note that you have to play for her. It needs to be a note that's so high that you could break glass with it. There's a lot of pressure on that guy. You know, it's his daughter. Yeah. Rob, you've been blessed to not have any of those, you know, but if you ever decide to, one day you will be given this speech. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good way to, to yeah. do it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's and it wasn't very threatening. It was just kind of like, let me express to you the magnitude of this. And then you can draw conclusions on what your consequences will be later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, Rev saved a lot of money on the party, but then he reinvested it. Because he has a big graduation gift for Angela. Mm-hmm. So this happens a couple times in this series. I think I think Jojo, it happens to Jojo as well when he graduates or something happens. Maybe he has like a birthday or something. But yeah, the Reverend loves buying his kids Mercedes Benzes. And why Mercedes Benz? I don't know. It's probably like a sponsorship mm-hmm. or something. Who knows, right? Um, but he buys he buys Angela a Benz and she is beside herself. She is so happy and grateful. And I know he's grateful too because had he spent all that money on the party, he probably wouldn't have bought the Benz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, she seems very happy. My favorite part of this scene is, is Diggy. Uh, he's in the background, second youngest child, and he's narrating everything that she does as she does it. So she runs outside. He goes, oh, she's running outside. She's so happy. Oh, my God. She's crying. She's literally shaking right now. Like Jeff and you Pro. just want to say, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. And so that's another one of those moments of like, look at the kids not being like banished into the other room while we're filming. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we close out the episode with uh, Rev Run uh, <sighs> texting from the Blackberry in the bathtub and yeah, giving us he- some words of wisdom. It's like, uh, did you ever watch Doogie Howser? I I am not an MPH guy. Oh, yeah, that's I, right. You I might know this. Yeah, yeah, but I I do know the good doctor. Yes. Yeah, I like shows that end with like a uh, special lesson. Yeah, I this was my favorite part. Role. Yeah, no, I'm the opposite here because like because I don't know which episode he was in the bathtub like tweeting and then I responded and then got blocked. Mm-hmm. So like for me, this could be the one that got me blocked. You no, know, what this I'm is 2005. Um, yeah, no, this is before my time. So when I got to well, before Twitter, really. So then I got to Twitter around like 2008. So yeah, yeah, no, no. These are unless they were recycled tweets. These were the safe ones. But I still had a little a little whiplash seeing him do that because I was like, he blocked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a jerk. Yeah. What did he say this time? Uh, if you take shortcuts, you get cut short. Yep, that's his thing. Very corny, but, you know, he likes the one-liners. And I think he's a dad. Dads get away with that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, a little, like, fortune cookies. Mm Mm-hmm. He said every morning he sits in his bath and he sends out his daily words of wisdom. And so uh, if you are, you know, still blessed to be able to follow Reverend Wisdom on Twitter, please do and get some of that wisdom. I don't know if he's still doing it, but, um, you know, it's not for me now. It's for everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm looking on uh, barnesandnoble.com. Words Mm -hmm. of wisdom, daily affirmations of faith uh, from Run's house to yours. So he, he, he did something with it. The 365 days out of the year calendar, maybe? Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, definitely like a word of the day calendar. Um, 
Reverend Ron is a smart guy. You'll see there's a lot of entrepreneurship in yeah. his family. And um, he has no issue capitalizing on literally everything, even if it's his own family's livelihoods. And so, you know, with this, he just puts them on TV. And uh, I'm sure he raked in a bunch of money. It's just six seasons, Rob. Yeah. Six seasons where almost nothing happens. Mm-hmm. That's how you know that, like, you either know somebody or you're producing something that is very wholesome. Because if you could just run this for six seasons with almost no drama, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you've done some good things. What's Rev Run doing now? Shoot, I don't know. Yeah. If he hadn't blocked me, I might have an idea. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I haven't been keeping up with the good Rev uh, lately. I think uh, we'll see in the second episode that he uh, that we watch the finale of the series, he ends up getting inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's pretty cool. But I don't know what the, the Reverend does these days. you have any clue? Mm, I bet uh, cameos. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, like he, like I said, he is he is money minded. Mm-hmm. So I could I could I could see a world where he's like out here like selling his appearance appearances, especially if he's giving his words of wisdom. Like it would only take like three seconds for him to read one of those little quotes off for a cameo. Yeah. yeah I mean, these Mercedes Benz uh, don't come for free anymore. Hmm. And you know that house that he lives in is right down the street from Mike Bloom's house. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I Mike Bloom mentioned it last time I talked to him. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, this is a very wealthy neighborhood the Blooms live yeah, in. This is his neighbor. Okay. So, yeah, basically. All right. So uh there you go. All right. Well, we will get into the second episode here on the RHAP rewind of Run's House, talking about the finale right after uh, we take a short break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Chappelle, let's talk about the finale of uh, Run's House. I mean, uh, this is uh, the way to do a show. Like, we watched the the first episode, and then uh, here's the last episode. Yeah, I thought that would be a good idea because there's just not a lot in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like like I said, it's like 
It's like things that you see normal families do, which can be entertaining. But, you know, as far as for something like this, you know, you kind of want to hit the hot spots. And I thought no hotter than the first and the last. Um, And they kind of bookend in a way because we start the first episode talking about Angela's party and we kind of end this one talking about Angela's party. (laughs) So, you know, this is kind of a thing that we do here. This episode opens up with uh, Rev taking on uh, Russell Simmons in basketball. Yeah, we, there's a lot of scenes in this house in the basketball court area, which, I mean, if you have a basketball court in your house, you might as well yeah. film in there. Uh, yeah, and um, I think Russell Simmons is trying to explain to Reverend Run that you're, you're not in good shape. You you need to get in better shape. Uh, that's kind of one of, like, Russell Simmons' things. Like, his his wisdom is always going to come from, like, meditating yeah. and centering yourself and getting, like, healthy. And so... uh that's a like a common argument that the two of them have throughout the series. And it's very clear that even in the last episode, the Reverend hasn't gotten all of that together yet. You know, um, just to admit something here on the podcast that I did listen to a Russell Simmons audio book on meditation, like seven years ago uh, about that. And Russell said that, uh, that after I listened to that book, it sounded like Russell Simmons had it all figured out. Yeah, when it comes to like his own health and like spiritual centerednessism, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think he's fine. Um, he even tells you know, Rev, but, Rev, like, oh, I think you need to meditate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like one of the things he just throws out there. It's one it's one of the things he lives by. Yeah, um, ho- you, you'd hope that that stuff would trickle into some of the you know the personal battles that he's been having with some of his uh, accusers of the sexual uh, like harassment and other things, uh, but. We at least know that he's able to, you know, meditate with the best of them. By the way, Chappelle, I looked it up on Cameo. Uh, Rev is not on Cameo, but one member oh, no. of the Simmons family is. Can you guess who? Diggy. No, Angela Simmons is on Cameo. Oh. How much for a Cameo from Angela Simmons? Well, we saw in this episode and in the first episode that she is she likes to spend some money. Yeah. So I'm thinking that this might be kind of expensive. Um, hundred dollars higher. Two hundred dollars. Stop it! There's no way. Like three hundred dollars. Rob, I'm not guessing anymore. What's the $1, number? One thousand dollars. Stop it! Stop it! I think she's Stop done. It. I'm not sure if she has. Uh, she has two reviews. Yeah, I bet. And one cameo <laughs> posted. Yeah, no, nah, we're good here. A thousand dollars? Like, if if I pay a thousand dollars, I need every member of the Simmons family, <laughs> including like to come in and say something, including Rusty. Russell, wherever he's hiding from the F- yeah. FBI, he needs to come on back, you know, so he can get arrested or whatever is going to happen to him because he needs to also be on this. A thousand American dollars? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If I had to rank the Simmonses off of like who I would like to, you know, have a cameo from. She's like toward the bottom of the ranking. Yeah. I'm not even, yeah. I don't, it's not my favorite Simmons. Okay. So a thousand is, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. All right. Um, in this episode, okay. So Rev is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Justine comes in and tells him about, but uh, I thought that this was actually very interesting, Chappelle. So uh, Rev is not that excited about being inducted into the uh rock and roll hall of fame and yeah i kind of got it 
<laughs> um, why don't you elaborate on that, Rob? How so? You've been inducted into plenty of like awards. There are awards named after you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that feeling, Rob. Well, I feel like that uh, for the uh, Rev that he felt like, well, I, I guess this means that uh, I'm I'm done now uh, because I think that as like we've talked about on uh, different podcasts uh, that we've done talking about like happiness uh we saw a podcast with uh alec hester uh last summer talking about like uh things you could do to be happy and i think that happiness is uh the pursuit of a goal and not necessarily like okay you made it like uh and so i think that it's sort of like well i guess there's nothing left for me to do and i guess that you know uh, that this is sort of like the retirement home that i made it to the <laughs> rock and roll hall of fame I think that his family, you see all throughout the episode, is like super excited for him, but he is not as excited as the other people in his family about this. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants him to be excited. They really do. They're excited for their dad. They love him dearly, and they know that he is an icon when it comes to like the, you know, hip hop. Um, But yeah, you can kind of see in his face that he's not feeling it. And I think you probably make a good point that he wonders where where he goes now right like on the first season the first episode it starts with him like talking about his new music that's about to drop and he's doing a radio ad and now six seasons later they're like okay you're done now hang it up yeah you're retired now what you know now what do i do yeah it's like getting a a lifetime achievement award when you're like 55 Mm -hmm. you're like my life is still here you know i still have things rob you got inducted into survivor hall of fame at like when you're like in 2012 yeah like and, and, and did you ever? I thought about, I thought about just giving up after that. I was like, well, <laughs> I, I'm already, I, I got in the Survivor Hall of Fame. They sent me a water bottle, mm-hmm. and they're like, what's left for me to do? I did it. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the conversation Run has with himself here. He's saying, like, is this something I'm supposed I'm not gonna to do any press. Yeah. Like, what do I do here? This isn't something I can, like, it's not tangible, right? Like, it's not like I'm getting a, like, trophy that says hall of fame winner and then i continue this is just like a symbolic gesture about me that happens 25 years after my first album was released so it's kind of like saying like you're old and you know you're done Mm -hmm. and so i think he's just dealing with a lot of those emotions that he hadn't even foreseen like i don't think people just think day to day like i wonder when i'm gonna get in the rock and roll hall of fame Mm -hmm. i think when it like no matter who you are when it comes it's always a surprise yeah And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is wacky in terms of like who's in and who's not in and who they choose to uh, induct every year when it comes out, like who the class is. It's like, wait, what? What is that? Who? What? And then if you look at the list of people like who aren't in it, like uh, that's also like it's I think it's very political. Um, But Mm -hmm. um, that Justine tells uh, Rev that he made it into the Hard Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, and he's getting like a little like he's like, uh, actually, no, I'm not in the Hard Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, that's something different. Uh, like that for Rev is a seemingly very wise man. Uh, that did not seem like uh, a good fight to have with Justine. No, he likes that, though. He likes really poking at her. Like even in the first episode when uh, she tells him like, hey, you should go um, like bathing suit shopping with Angela like she would really like that and he's like yeah 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 I'm gonna go and she's like yeah you're gonna go because I asked you and he's like no I'm gonna go because whatever you would pick out would be whack Mm -hmm. and she's like "Ah," you know and she's she's not ready so he he does like you know kind of uh he picks on her a little bit but I think they I think they that's their kind of their relationship you know yeah Rob I do have to ask though um 
when when you found out about the Survivor Hall of yes. Fame, like how long were you waiting? Were you like like why am I not in? Why why like how many years does like Survivor Hall of Fame come up? And you're like so still. I think I was waiting two years uh, to get into the Survivor Hall of Fame, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they it still exists. Uh, I, I think they <laughs> Survivor Hall of Fame. I think that Gordon Hump Gordon Hump has been busy. He's uh, raising. He has yeah. kids now. Um, but I, I do not think that they have inducted any new members in like four years. So, you know, the yeah. books are closed right yeah. now, Chappelle. Yeah, I see. I see. I just wonder like, how you Tony's feel. Like, Tony's not even like, in it. Yeah. Tony is in it, Rob. Stop He's it. not. Tony's um, not in the Survivor Hall of Fame. I thought he was in. I thought he got in with um, uh, Tina. You know? Did he? If Tina's not in it, no, there's Tony, a problem. T- so. Do you think of Tony and Tina's wedding? Uh, that got into, in, in, the, in the Broadway Hall of Fame. Yeah, off Broadway. Wait Hall a of minute. Fame. <laughs> I'm just saying, Rob. Listen, if I think Ozzy gets in before you, I think you uh, Ozzy to, might you have, have gotten in before me. Um, you have to send the text to, to Dalton Ross at that point. Ozzy like, got in the really? year before me. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what we have to like. Oh no, Tony. You, you really, right. Dalton? Tony did get. Tony did get in with Tina. Boy, Chevelle, what are you? Tony and Tina. <laughs> You're like uh, the world's biggest Survivor Hall of Fame stand. I'm the world biz Rob Sessonino fan, <laughs> Rob. Jeez. I was the one who wrote Dalton Ross the letter that said, hey, really, Ozzy? Ozzy? Really? Okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. Yes. It's cool. Tony, Tina, yeah. and Rupert were in the class of 2016, and that was the last time there was a Survivor Hall of Fame class. Yeah, and Rupert's probably going to play three more times since that moment, too. So I guess it doesn't mean you're retired, at, you know, when you get into the Survivor Hall of Fame because uh, Tony has played since getting into the Hall of Fame, yeah. you know? So so has, so has Sandra, who I'm sure is in it, and Rob, mm-hmm. you know? So I think at this point, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean... Like, listen, it's not a death wish, you know? Mm-hmm. This, this, this is not a death sentence. This is just, you know, honoring you. And so I think that's what the Rev had to come to, you know? it's not They're not telling him you're done. They're just saying, you know... You did a good job. Yeah. That might be a good podcast of uh, who are the most notable snubs from the Survivor Hall of Fame. Tyson, I mean, Malcolm. I mean, we still have time, right? Like, there's been four years since I guess that Tony thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. You said it's been four years. So, like, yeah, in the last four years, does Malcolm get in? I mean, that's. I mean, ooh, I don't, I don't know what he's done podcast. in the last four years. That uh... I mean, yeah, that last time you know, it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't great. Anyway, you know, yeah. we, don't, we don't have to get but into this that. This is a good uh, aside to about the Survivor Hall of Fame. I didn't know you were <laughs> watched it so closely. I mean, you know, like I said, if you're a Rob Sessionino fan, you have to know who got in before him so you can be mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so Ozzy, really? Angela and <laughs> Vanessa have a, a big uh, event. Uh, so, Chappelle, what's going on? They have a shoe business? Yeah, I think in the so she graduates in the first season and then her and her sister move into the city, I believe, in the second season. And they decide to start their own shoe business. And like I said, entertainment and fashion kind of runs through the Simmons house, whether it's, you know, like the fat farm of like Russell Simmons home sure. or, you know, you know, in, in this particular home, the, the, the Rev Run home, you have pastries. Uh, pastries is the name of the shoe brand that... um Angela and Vanessa end up creating. I think Diggy goes on to do some a little fashion stuff as well. What kind of shoes? Um, he also these are like uh, um, like these are these are girl shoes. Girl, you shoes, know, okay. like if you yeah yeah like not like like oh not like sneakers. only women can wear these shoes. Yeah, no, but no these are these are also, no no sneakers, but it's definitely like the like 
like what did they call them they like it's like they're all named after like cutesy kind of like cupcakes and stuff okay so it's like yeah so they're called pastries but you know they're like white and pink with sprinkles it's very much like if you were baking a cake or something like that for a three-year-old's party and put it on a shoe yeah okay yeah. Um, they're, they're planning a big event for a two-year anniversary party of the sneaker company, but it's like two days to go. Like, this all just seemed super contrived to me. Uh, it's like, hey, we have to plan the party, and it's two days from now, uh, and, and we're, you know, doing this last minute. Yeah, well, I don't think it was supposed to be like that. I think what happened is they had two days. They planned on having the party at their office. And then Angela says, <laughs> baby, why would we think small? We could think big. You know, like, and then she's like, I got a venue and I want to do this. And I want to do that. I want to put glass over the pool. And it's like Angela all the way back in 2000, uh, you know, five again. So I think that's what happened. She derailed what would have been a very simple thing and made it into a big extravaganza. Yeah. Um, Run is still not excited about going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The only thing he was excited about was that Chuck D emailed him. Look, so not only did Chuck D email him, but I think Chuck D called him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck D doesn't do that. He doesn't, you know, when you get to that certain age where you're like, cell phone, what? My, like my grandmother, she has a cell phone. I guarantee you this woman ha- has no clue how to use it. Like last time I was at her house, it was like in a clothes hamper. And I said, well, Granny, Granny, why is it in the clothes hamper? She said, because it won't stop ringing. I was like, listen, old lady, did you try yeah. answering it? You know, like, I think that's where Chuck D is in life when it comes to technology. He's just like, I'm not doing the things. So the reverend is shocked because he's like, oh my God, if if this made Chuck D reach out to me, this must be a really big deal. Uh, you know, not to mention the fact that he's on the cover of USA Today. Um, yeah. But, you know, the Chuck D thing, the Chuck D thing really just pushed it over the edge. Second time uh, Chuck D has come up on the RJP Rewind that when we watched Flavor of Love, uh, when she, when the, the girls got the clue about that the Flav was taking them to go hang out with some of his old friends. Uh, some of them went, yeah. oh, it must be Chuck D. Little do they know, Chuck old D. Friend. Like, uh, he'll only email you if you get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Listen, from their point of view, it was either Chuck D or Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were, I think they had reason to believe that it was Chuck D if those were their two options. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a recurring character. There's been a lot of recurring characters in the, in the, uh, in the RHAP Rewind, Rob. We've been, we've been like talking about some of these people multiple times at this point. And I'm very shocked. A, a lot of times when they come up, I, I forgot about the Chuck D mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Rev gets a phone call from his daughters and um, they're one of which everybody's excited for him, but he's like, ah, what's the use? Yeah, this, this is one of those moments where you're like, it's very well produced, right? Because like the, the daughters are on one end yelling at him through the phone. The cameras just happen to be on him yeah. on the other end as he answers the phone. And it's like, you guys calm down. And they're like, daddy, you're so excited for you. And he's like, calm down. And so they're doing like the, like one camera on them, one camera on him during this conversation. So, you know, it wasn't that spontaneous uh, because they just had to drive home the idea that he just wasn't feeling it. It just doesn't seem like he's his, his own excitable, like excited self. Um, even Jojo says it at one point, like normally he's running around here screaming just in general. It's a very loud family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him to be this tame, yeah, it's, it's, it's raising some red flags amongst his kids. Yeah. And um, we're going to see his kids uh, talking with Justine about how dad's not happy. Yeah, they're trying to. Uh, they're trying to have multiple conversations with her at the same time, but they can't really focus because they're kids. Right. So I think. 
they start off in the kitchen and then boom, Jojo's sitting there at the table. I think he's the the oldest boy at this point. So he's like yeah. 19 maybe. So he's sitting at the table and then like R- Rusty bursts in with a like a yellow beanie on and just starts dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no music, just starts dancing. And he's wearing and a Jojo- Johan Santana Mets jersey. <laughs> oh, I didn't even peep that. Yeah. The black I would, jersey. I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Okay. Bring him back. Yeah, well, he's dancing. He's dancing. And uh Jojo uh says that he looks like Pookie from uh New Jack City. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen have you ever seen New Jack City? <laughs> no, I haven't. Rob, listen, I, I, I'm not a movie guy, so I missed a lot of like the classic black sim- cinema yeah. from my childhood and from, you know, yesteryear. But in uh, recent years, people have forced me, people like Bryce and other people have forced me to go back and watch a lot of these movies. And I was devastated watching New Jack City because I loved Pookie. Yeah. Pookie, it doesn't end well for so, Pookie, Rob. Yeah, the only nah, thing I, it, I know about New Jack City is that there, it was a guy that I went to college with and he was named the scrapper and he used to call me nino brown yes can i call you nino brown <laughs> please know. oh my god I can, i'm the texting bryce right now <laughs> that's perfect yeah um yes um whew, i did not know that but i am i'm definitely gonna use how that. would you know somebody that? has to tell never, you cancel that mention that, that i mean i've been listening to you talk for years and you never brought I never it up? mentioned the scrapper i've been listening <laughs> I I like the idea that you're Nino Brown, but we're gonna put a pin in that because that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So what we have here is uh, is Rusty dancing like Pookie while they're trying to have a serious conversation um, with Justine about you know their dad's mental state and his emotional state when it comes to something like this. And Justine, I think, is telling them like it'll be fine. Like he just needs a moment, you know. But you know how kids are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We see uh Angela and Vanessa uh they're back at work and there's like some guy some like older guy who's like I don't know is does he work for them do they work for him what what's the real dynamic with this guy Yeah he seems like what is it like like not the the CEO like like they are the owners of the company but he's like the the, the operations mm-hmm. guy right yeah like he makes sure that like they they are the name and the money behind the company but he makes sure that it's like it, it stays on the tracks right the train doesn't go off the rails too much and I'm thinking that that's why they have to consult with him but what Angela does is they go to their venue that she has in mind this place called Apple and um I, I guess they're they're, they're in L A. So she goes to Apple and Apple is telling her just kind of like in the first episode all over again. They're saying like, hey, this the deposit for Apple and for using this venue two days from now is going to be $15,000. And the deposit is non-refundable. So if you pay this deposit right now, we can reserve it for you. But if you go back to what's his face's name? I don't know. A chief operating <laughs> officer, whatever. When they go to him, if he says no can do, then, you know, you're not getting this 15K back. Yeah, Vanessa's trying to talk Angela off the ledge, but she is not hearing it. She pays that money right out of pocket. Yeah, uh, but here's where I call shenanigans on Apple that they tell them like, oh, we need a fifteen thousand dollar deposit to hold the space for you. Like, well, do you have another event here in two days or not, ma'am? Right. No, that's a good point, because it's literally two days from now. So it's like, well, I mean, somebody could come in and book it. Like, 
do they have to? Because like, yeah, people do not like book today, an kind of event space forty eight hours beforehand. You, you, your Apple, you have a free night. You should be, you know, uh, jumping from the chandelier that you have somebody who's going to come in and do a big event there in two days. Yeah, see a style. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think you're right because it's like two days away. Nobody has this thing, and now you're like, well, I mean, what if somebody else gets it? Like, uh, it's two days away. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, this is already unorthodox for us to be popping up here. Like, we're not going to get, uh, like, outbidded by the next guy tomorrow. Yeah. They could play hardball. It's your with fault. Apple. Yeah. I think Angela is just ready to spend the yeah. money. So it's she doesn't money. even, she yeah, doesn't push back too much. Yeah. Is it her money? That's a good question. Mm. Uh, is it her money? Because she does just like say, well, fine, I'll just lose my deposit. Like, I'm glad you're willing to throw it away because uh, Vanessa is not about that <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, run, we see him. Um, that He also gives you practical tips that you don't need a wallet, I guess, if you're if you're run. What do you do? You just wrap up your cash with a rubber band? I mean, he does hand JoJo like just a wad of money. Anytime I've ever held a wad of money like that, I've never held like handed it to a male. It's always been like a lady at work, um, you know, for tips mm-hmm. for like waitresses and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, so I don't typically just walk around with a wad of money like that. But the reverend seemed to just be carrying what looked like thousands of yeah, dollars. Well, he makes a good point that I feel like, yeah, if you have so much cash, really your cash is the wallet. You don't need like another, like uh, that's for people that don't even have that much money that you need like a little mm-hmm. thing to put the money in. But if you just have like uh, hundreds of dollars in, in bills that the, that the money itself is the wallet, just fold it in half and put a rubber band around it. Yeah, big money don't really fold either. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, you put more than three bills in my wallet, and it's and it's pretty much like I can't even carry it around mm-hmm. because it's just packed chock full of like credit cards that have like very little little left on yeah. their limit. Um, yeah, so yeah, this guy is just. I mean, he's filthy rich, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, what does he need a wallet for? Yeah, uh, I mean, does Probably he have on the uh, any other business? Is this just Run DMC money? I mean. He does have the Run DMC money, but I'd have to wonder if he's, you know, getting some money from, well, at this point, MTV, right? Um, but also, uh, but he has the house from, in like, the premiere. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he has the house, but I'm sure they're like giving him other money as well. I think Angela and Vanessa probably got it. He probably gets a kickback from whatever pastries um, is happening mm-hmm. here. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, he probably is like, just Run DMC off of the... was like uh, certainly iconic, but I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like, well, like when was when was their last hit? Nineteen eighty eight. Like, uh, how dare you? But how, how, <laughs> how long did they? I mean, uh, when they did listen, it's it's not the music. You're right. It's not the music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a I'm ton not of, taking anything away from, from the music. success of Run DMC. I'm just trying to figure out, like, where was that just life changing money? Uh, Run DMC. Because I feel like that all of these, like, uh, maybe he was just smart with his money. Maybe he like uh, invested it, and like, I mean, that he didn't like to have like a party lifestyle like a lot of other performing uh, artists do. Oh yeah, I'm sure, and also, um, I think um, he ended up creating a bunch of cable networks. Um, I mean, sorry, series is aside from mm-hmm. Run's House, right? So, like, they do, like, Rev Run's renovations eventually. Uh, Rev Run's uh, Sunday Suppers on the Cooking Channel. And then I think there was a Rev Run uh, Around the World on the Travel Channel. Yeah, what is it? He renovates uh, so a house? He's, 
Yeah, he does the the. <laughs> I don't think he. Uh, yeah, I think he does renovations on the house on the. Uh, is, I think it's on HGTV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure what it is is that he's probably in business with his brother. Um, because Russell Simmons has yeah. his hands in everything, yeah. and so I highly doubt that like Reverend Runda didn't get in on any of those money making, pro- you know, like propositions. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So oh yeah, Rob. Here, though, we do see another entrepreneur is, uh, well, not another entrepreneur, but another uh, person in the house is making their move for their business. Jojo. Um, this would be Jojo. Yeah, Jojo talking about um, his spot as a, I guess he works for the magazine, right? And he wants to global be grind. the first one to get, yeah, Global Grind, formerly globalgrind.com, I believe. I think it's mm-hmm. gone now. Um, no, I went to it today. It's still there. I was still yeah. there. I was like, I'm not going to type it. Look, in 2021, I'm not typing global grind in anything. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Listen, have you ever been to whitehouse.com? Anyway, so um, I think that here we see Jojo trying to make a move for like, hey, you're my dad. You're the most famous man in this area when it comes to music. You're about to get mm-hmm. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I deserve the interview. Yeah. And I think Run tells him at first, no. like, no. Yeah, like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, it's wild. You would think, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I kind of wonder how often they come with him with the like, but dad, you're, you're famous. Like, come on, because that's pretty much what Angela was trying to pull mm-hmm. in the first episode. She says, like, why don't we just get Funk Master Flex the DJ? Like, that's a normal feat, right? Um, she's like, just call him. You're Reverend Run. What are you talking about? So I wonder how many times his friends are just like, come on. Like his kids are just like, you know, ask them. Just ask, just come on, do the thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you, I'm your dad. I'm your son. So at first it caught me off guard, but now I figure if they're always asking him for stuff like this, he probably is tired of it. Yeah. And Jojo feels like this is going to be like a big break. Like he got like this great interview. And I feel like that the only reason Jojo has this job that he has is so that he can get an interview with his dad. Like uh, it's almost like, Dad, if I don't get this interview, they're going to fire me. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if you look, if you track all the careers of these people while they're on the show, there's a lot of that going on. So Diggy gets into fashion at the age of like nine or 10 or however old, however old he is on the show with like Pharrell. That doesn't happen if he doesn't know, you know, who he knows being his dad and, you know, uncle and all of these other people. Same thing with the pastry shoe line, you know, 20 year old women are just Mm -hmm. starting like very successful shoe businesses out of, out of straight out of high school, pretty much. Um, They do go to college, but you know, they're not doing that just so successfully, so easily without probably that extra help. Um, I think Vanessa ends up going to be a soap opera star Um, or uh, star question mark. If can you star in a soap opera, if you're not Victor Newman? Um, Uh, Yeah, I think, I think it's almost like uh, some other uh, line, uh, like uh, reality and pornography. I think anybody that appears on the show is considered star. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things like, yeah, they all have kind of been able to utilize their family name. And I'm not saying they leaned on it completely, but it didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you got to imagine if you have Jojo Simmons, the moment he applies, you're like, or you get that phone call, like, hey, you know, that's my nephew, right? So you're like, okay, cool. So you put him on board, but you always do this with the hopes that one day, if you need Russell Simmons for an interview or, you know, Reverend Run or pretty much anybody that these people know, you can get them. And so, yeah, if JoJo can't bring this in, I, I don't think this would be a, I don't think it'd be horrible to fire him if he can't bring in his dad <laughs> as an interview. Dad, I got fired because I couldn't, you wouldn't interview with me. 
Rob, there's an episode where Russell, like he's, JoJo is inter, like, uh, he's um, interning with Russell Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but he's interning with Russell Simmons and the Reverend Rund is like, hey, come, we're going on a family trip. JoJo says, I have to work. I have to be there because, you know, Uncle Russell is crazy. And uh, <laughs> Reverend Rund says, I got it. I'll just call him. You know, it's fine. He doesn't call him. Oh, Russell Simmons calls and curses JoJo out like he'd never met him before in his life. And like, and then Justine's in the background like, Rusty, I thought that you were going to handle it. Joey, what are you doing? You know, it's a lot of that going on. So there are moments where JoJo's livelihood is at stake when it comes to this because, you know, he has to take things seriously, but you can't just lean on the name of your dad. Um, so I could see him getting fired if he doesn't bring this person in. Well, JoJo does one hell of an interview with Rev because Rev starts mm-hmm. talking about all the good times and it brought back happy memories and he wants to be remembered for being a good dad. And, uh, yeah, he might be. Yeah, I I think so. Um, before the interview, he goes to his brother and he's like, Hey, you just won an NAACP award. Like, what, you know, how did that, like, how did you handle that? How did you take that? Because that's a very prestigious award and I, I'm getting one now and I don't know what to do with my hands, right? And, Russell is saying, listen, I was just happy that my daughters could see me win something like mm-hmm. this. It wasn't like, oh, look at what I deserve or like all my hard work is paid off. What ended up mattering to him the most was his family and that they got to enjoy that moment for him. And I think that starts to open up uh, Reverend Run's eyes about like, you know, this moment and what it should mean to him. So yeah, in the interview, um, he talks about, you know, coming from Hollis, Queens and, you know, started DJing with Curtis Blow because um, these are the breaks, obviously. Um, they also like, he, they, they allude to you know, like his background in rap, but it all still comes back to, he wants to be remembered as a good father and there's no better way of doing that than probably memorializing it in a six season television show yeah. on MTV that comes out on Paramount Plus 20 years later. Do you, you think know? that Rev Run is remembered more for Run DMC or for Run's house? Honestly, I think it probably one in the same. Yeah. I think uh runs run I think Run DMC uh is what made him famous, but I don't think you can separate like the amount of good publicity he got from Run's house the show. He was a very upstanding guy. It wasn't problematic to my knowledge or that I can remember. Um, he supported his family. Um, they were filthy rich. Um, so all these things make you look kind of uh, in a positive light to a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's all part of his legacy mm-hmm. um, at this point. And I think this was just this moment of realizing that as well, right? Like he's more than just a DJ um, who had a, a, a very successful rap career. He's a father. He's a man of God. All the things that matter to him. Um, a lot more than the Hall of Fame would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Angela and Vanessa, they have the party at Apple. Everything goes great. It really yeah. out of the party. party. Ends up, well, it went from being like, oh, we're going to have the party in the office to a runway with like all this extra stuff going on. And like, it, it was a it was a lot. So once they got the pastry manager guy mm-hmm. on board with this, he was ready to go full out with the party. And it was a huge success. Um, so, you know, I think they were they were winning on both sides. Here. Yeah. And then yeah. Angela and Vanessa called Rev and tell him how good it went. Mm-hmm. And the camera just happens, happens to be there to be ready there. for this phone call. R- Rev yeah. happens to be in his pajamas ready to go. Her usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think, at, what is it, end with him finally going to talk to JoJo about how proud he was about how to proud interview Jojo. 
And then, uh, yeah, then mm-hmm. back to the bathtub. Yeah, Rob, uh, would you like I, what? What is like your your proud parenting moment so far for your kids? Like, what is the thing that they did where you're like, oh, hmm. <sighs> yeah, um, they're on a blank. Yeah, huh? I, don't, I don't know if, I ha- <laughs> if it happened yet. <laughs> uh-huh well this, this seemed like i won't say this was the first time this ever happened but i think seeing seeing his son like as a journalist for the first time and not like like I, uh not like as like his son i think it did mean a lot to him and then also to kind of stare at his daughter's careers mm-hmm. you know they're celebrating the two-year anniversary of the business that they started and so he's able to look back at his family and say like i might be in the hall of fame but look at all the things that my kids are doing and he was very proud of them uh, in that moment. So it's something that he ends up reflecting on when he's in the bathtub <laughs> again. Um, because he says, you know, while awards and acceptance from your peers is a great achievement, it's the love and support from your family, which is the ultimate stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and like teenage Chappelle is somewhere like throwing something at the wall because it's so corny, mm-hmm. but it's right. That's yeah, a good note know? to end the sh- series on. Yeah. I, again, not a lot of drama. Very straightforward when it comes to a lot of the characters because they are who they are and it only lasts for what, three, what, four years, three, four years. So it's not a lot of change in, in this in this household, but a very positive ending for a show that is uh, largely positive throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are watching uh, Run's House now that it's on Paramount Plus, but I definitely recommend it as like just like a kind of like a feel good uh, watch. A blast from the past. It's a lot of dated references. They talk about a, a lot of iPods mm-hmm. and Paris and Nicole Richie's name come up a couple times. You know, signs of the times. Yeah. So if anybody's into it, I, I'd recommend it for sure. Okay. Yeah. Run's House. Good show to check out uh, in June for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Put him in the dad hall. Do you fame. think so? Yeah. Yeah. Rob, when do you get into the dad hard- oh, hall of fame? Probably. Is it before? The, not for a long time. Before or after Ozzy? I I think probably <laughs> uh, before Ozzy. I think we'll see. We'll see. It's tough. I mean, he beat you into the hall of uh, Hall of Fame for Survivor. I just don't know anymore. Who knows? Who can make this decision? You know? Yeah, I think you'll get in. I just think I'll be the same class. Uh, perhaps. Like, I mean, look, uh, that uh, Ozzy is doing some some great stuff right now. So. If Eli Manning can get into the the football hall of fame, then darn it, you will be in the dad hall of fame. <sighs> what well, probably around the e- same Eli time Manning's as Hall of Famer? Is he? Uh, that's another debate for another time. I don't I don't want to get all these <laughs> angry Giants fans uh coming at me. Ooh, they got bigger things to worry about. They need to leave us alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um all right, Chappelle, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like just such a, a light watch, right? Like I didn't have to take extensive notes. I got to just enjoy these people being happy and loving and, you know, and supporting each other. And I'm telling you, Rob, I needed a break because last week, I Love Money was a yeah. wild show. And this was almost the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was a lot of fun to watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we are, I'm very excited that we're up to uh, next week. Okay, what do we have going on next week? Because I I hear that we're doing uh, something that you've you've covered yeah. before on yeah, RJP. I thought this would be fun to watch something with you that you haven't seen. Something that when mm-hmm. I first uh, dreamt up the RJP rewind was like a must for me. And we're gonna go back to a show that I originally podcast about back in 2013, and we're gonna show Chappelle an episode of ABC's. 
Who done it? Yes. Rob, I remember 2013 and I remember who done it being in my po- like uh like a podcast that I yeah. listened to. I don't remember anything about it at all. I tried to watch the show, but then like I was like, "Oh, this is a reality show." And then I was like, "Is it?" Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, "I'm out." But I think I listened to the podcast in real time, not all of it, but I do remember listening to some of it. Yeah. And so I'm very excited because this will be me catching up with the Let's rest of the RJP community. Uh yeah, we'll see. Kirk Clark uh, will be here. I will work on trying to get my Giles voice, but I'm not sure which episode we're going to watch. I'm not sure if we watch the premiere or if there's like one particular episode that we should jump in and look at. Maybe we'll, we'll find out from Kurt, but we'll let you know which episode of Who Done It we'll watch for the RJP Rewind next week. Yeah, I foresee a lot of shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a guy who. I love my shenanigans, so we're, we're going to have a good time. I am concerned, though. You know, Kirk Clark is uh is known to kill certain shows when he talks about them. Is this the death of the Rewind? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. They're like, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like that it's, that it's established enough that I feel like that Kirk can't kill it off, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about what else is coming up uh, this week. Okay, my uh, first week back podcasting after my move. So happy Welcome to be back. back. So happy to be uh, back and not just like carrying heavy boxes upstairs or trying mm-hmm. to uh, fit uh, boxes into uh, moving pods. This is the only pod I'm worried about right now. Uh, last night, I got to talk about the mm-hmm. 18th best season of Survivor, Survivor Palau uh, with Lita Brillman and Chantel Francis. Had a lot of fun talking about a season that uh, I was not super excited to go back and look at, but I really enjoyed uh, going back and rewatching. I love the season. I love it so much. You guys did such a good job. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that, uh, Chappelle. That was the first podcast back, so I was a little rusty. No, you did great. You couldn't even tell. Okay. Uh, This week, also, uh, this week in Survivor History, Twish Ultimate Trivia, Liana Boris stepped in uh, for me with Jordan Kalish uh, as uh, Jessica Lease took on Jason Reed, uh, Jump Off Jason, and Michael J. Clark on uh, this week's episode of Twish Ultimate Trivia. On uh, Thursday night, we also had the RHAP podcaster Mafia Games. Speaking of people getting uh, murdered, like on Who Done It, uh, that was a lot of fun. Check that out at robiswebsite.com. Uh, a bunch of the RHAP podcasters got together uh, for that. Uh, this week, also on 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, Puya and Liana filled in for me once again. Uh, check that out. I've been following 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. And this weekend on Renap. The Song of the Summer 2021 is back this week. Chappelle, do you have any suggestions for any uh, must-have lyrics for the Song of the Summer? Are we are we going to, like, we have to acknowledge Aunt Kathy and her contribution to Renap, right? Like, do you remember when my when my wonderful aunt came I on remember, Renap and had her yes, moment? Yes, I remember when she came on. Did she have, like, did she say something in particular? I think she, uh, it initially, um, she invited Akiva to our home for uh, vodka. Um, and then I told her that he was in Israel and she said, well, maybe not. Um, so I don't know if uh, that's particularly memorable, but I will never forget. Hmm. It. Okay. Call Aunt Kathy for some vodka. Let's see. Let's see what Will yeah. from America can do with that. Check that out over the weekend. And then of course, uh, got so much going on over in the Rob is a podcast, uh, patron community, all the patron activities that we're doing. 
the buddy system going on all this month. When you refer a patron, we have a gift for you and the patron you refer. That's all at robinsonwebsite.com slash patron. Uh, Chappelle, what's going on for you? Um... I think I'm just hanging out right now. Nice. Like I I'm was I already uh recorded the Bachelorette uh premiere podcast with Haley Strong yes. um uh, and Amy. Yeah, it was a great time. You know, it was my first time talking about the Bachelorette. So, you know, that went well mm-hmm. and I hopefully I don't know if I ever come back because, you know, the Bachelorette's not really my speed, but if you can get me for the premiere every time, I'd be very happy. So, that was fun. Um Fear the Walking Dead is wrapping up this week. Coming up is the finale of whatever season this is. Jesus, it feels like it's been on forever. But we're finally getting a break from Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead proper. Um, so I'm excited for that. But, uh, you know, fresh off of Patron Mafia, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out, doing whatever you want me to do. Whatever we want to talk about, I'm down. Okay. All right. Well, Chappelle, so nice to be back with you. We'll talk about Who Done It next week on the RHAP Rewind. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care of a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.